Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thank you for finding us on your favorite podcast app, whether that is Android or Apple. We're also on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app. Search for Nothing But Net. We're now there every day from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern. Also, I have a new show on OnsideRadio.com. That's at 10 a.m. Eastern every single day. Again, that's onsideradio.com. We cover more than just the Miami Heat, although there's quite a bit of heat talk there as well. And we use Five Reasons guests and also fivereasonsports.com. Check out all of the latest content again on all of the South Florida teams. We just added a new section today called Five R Bets. So if you're a gambler, you can check that out on our website. We're going to be putting more and more content there. And of course, all the latest heat stuff from Brady Hawk and others. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, including our favorite daily fantasy game actually just played it today before the double header. And of course that is prizepicks.com. Make sure you check out prizepicks.com. Use the code five. This is the way that you want to play daily fantasy. If you're tired of losing in fantasy sports or your team, you know, your team was pretty much done after week four, you got to play prizepicks.com. Use the code five. You get all kinds of special promotions by using that code. You select two, three, four, sometimes even as many as five players, pair them together. The more that you pair together, you go above or under their fantasy projections. And if you get them right, you win. The more that you pair together, the more that you can win. You can do this in as little as 60 seconds. So go to prizepicks.com. The code again is five F I V E to receive your match. Prize picks truly is daily fantasy simplified. You can do it again on all the major sports. And now, today's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sidney, Alex Toledo, and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here is today's floor plan. I've got Alex Toledo. I've got Greg Sylvander, and we're welcoming in. What is the Twitter handle now, Adam? We've got Adam Borey. What did you change it to? Clutch Adam B, but that could change tomorrow. Yeah, well, a lot of things around here change from minute to minute. So hopefully that won't change too many times that I can't figure it out. So follow him there. He's our guy, Adam Borey. He helps us sort of sort things out from around the NBA. Obviously, he was very active in our draft and free agency coverage. We're going to get to two different things today. Before the break, we're going to talk a little bit about Jimmy Butler, who missed the first day of practice. Everybody panicked, and then he was back. He spoke to the media today, as did Bam Adebayo, but we're going to get specifically into Jimmy. And then the second half of the show, we've got an announcement related to Adam, and also we'll talk a little bit of James Harden and go around the league, because we are going to be expanding beyond just the Miami Heat. Let's start with the Jimmy Butler uh, conference call today. I was on that Zoom call, as was Alex. Um, here are some of the better quotes, and then I'm going to have you guys kind of go through these, and then there's a specific topic I want to get to with Jimmy. Jimmy Butler, I hope that we learned that we belonged. We're one of the best teams in the league. 
and we can win a championship. Jimmy Butler on the theory that the Heat were a fluke. I don't really pay attention to the outside. They're not in here. They don't have Miami across their chest. Me of all people, he said, I could care less, but I corrected him because this is a pet peeve. I couldn't care less what the outside thinks. He also said, Alex tweeted this one out. I'm so happy for those guys because each one of them is taking another step in their career. As for the guys coming in now, they're in here working. Everything they do now is to win. And of course, Eric Spolcher spoke today about Avery Bradley and others, but more from Jimmy. Jimmy on Bam buying a house for his mom. Big because that's his why. And then I, was there anything else that struck? Oh, here we go. Jimmy Butler on picking up where the heat left off. I think that we're still getting better. We're still learning how we can be better. Everyone who was here, all the new guys. So, I mean, that was the gist of it. Uh, Brady covered this in an article. Defiant Jimmy. I don't give a damn what anybody thinks, Jimmy. I'm going to get my group together, Jimmy. Repeatedly calling Bam the heartbeat of the team and all of that, talking about how he deserves the contract. Jimmy really hasn't had a misstep conference call or press conference since he got here. I remember we kind of called it like porn for heat fans, like ear porn for heat <laughs> fans when he got here with a press conference last year. Uh, I'll start with you, Alex. What did you take away today? You were on the call. I mean, pretty much everything you said there. Like, I think it's more of the same from Jimmy. He's very defiant. He, he does not care at all what anybody has to say. I mean, I'm sure he didn't like hearing the you know all that fluke talk I'm, I'm sure that <laughs> he didn't love that but it's also just more more bulletin board material for next season I think it's gonna be fine I, I I'm kind of I mean you could see just from being on the call and look in his face this man is serious he is serious about coming back and trying again this season like they're you could tell they're all in yeah and, and this was what Bernie Lee told us on the pod right like he it took Jimmy a minute to process that the season would be starting so quickly and he said to Bernie send me four balls I have the Heat send me four balls, and the balls were sent out there the next day. Uh, Greg, I mean, the Heat have been uh, – we make too much of this sometimes, but, I mean, they have been somewhat disrespected, uh, you know, in the national consciousness. A lot of talk about whether or not it was a fluke. You know, not, you know, a lot of talk about the Lakers and not about the Heat. I know Heat fans are sensitive. They reacted in a very negative way when ESPN – put out a tweet about how the Lakers had the shortest off season of any team of all time. And it's because they're starting one day before the heat, but of course the heat couldn't get mentioned. <laughs> is this stuff real? Yeah. So um, it's, it's interesting the way that this is kind of played out. I mean, heat fans, definitely um, they're sensitive. There's no doubt about that, but there's also something else at play here. And I think heat fans have gone from having somewhat of a persecution complex when it related to the big three era and everyone was kind of coming for their heads and they felt like it was the world against them. So now it's less of a persecution complex and more of like uh, they're wondering when everyone's going to give them the credit they deserve. And when you hear Jimmy Butler say things like that, he hopes that everyone on the heat team now, you know, believes that they belong and that they're one of the best teams in the league and that they can hang with anyone all year long. Um, I, I think that it just further reinforces that Heat fans want that respect. And, um, you know, as far as Jimmy's press conference today, he continues to just hit the ball out of the park every time he steps up to the microphone. Um, it was everything we expected him to say. Um, and it, it's just, it's a situation where I like the fact that the messaging is so consistent because it makes me feel like it's genuine and it's not something that's just canned. Um, they, they rally around that as weird as that sounds. I think probably some people think that that's a little corny, the fire in the eye stuff, but he definitely gets it from his guys. And uh, when you have like, you know, a few new pieces that need to get acclimated. Having Jimmy speaking in, in culture talk right off the bat is good things. 
Adam, um, speaking in culture with, talk, that's good. Adam, you deal with the general NBA fan all the time on there, although I think people recognize that you're here and that your primary focus is on the heat. Do you get the perception in the in the Twitter following that you interact with from the clutch account that people think it was a fluke? I do, but in a way where uh, the casual NBA fan would say it's a fluke, but the smarter people that you talk to actually realize that, no, that was just a great team. They fit perfectly. They did their job and other teams didn't do their job. And the thing that I really like about the Heat uh, and the players especially is they don't really care who is talking about them, right? The only thing they really care about is the production that they do on the court. And I can't really say the same for other NBA teams because you know that a lot of fans are really connected to their players and those players take whatever the fans say to heart. And I know that he, the Heat players, Jimmy especially, doesn't really care what the fans say, what his own fans say. He just goes out there, he competes, he does what he's supposed to do, and he wins. So let's get into another topic today because uh, Jimmy, well, actually I asked him, but I think somebody else had actually asked him first about the idea of the season starting so quickly, everything that he had gone through last year and whether or not he may ask for a little bit more of a break this year. And I know when we asked Bernie Lee, the same question, you know, he indicated that, you know, he made the joke that in Minnesota that, you know, they even made memes about it because, you know, Jimmy was quote unquote general soreness, right. When he was going through some of those issues with Minnesota, we also know he likes to play a lot of minutes. He likes to log a lot of minutes. So let's dive into this one. It's a different kind of schedule this year. Jimmy said he would basically defer to Spolstra and the training staff, but it's a different kind of schedule. You have travel where he has, you didn't have it in the bubble. Once the season resumed last year, uh, you're going to be going to a city. You're not going to be traveling as much as you used to, because you're going to be going to a city, sometimes playing a team two times in three days uh, and kind of, so it's a different, it's a different body rhythm that you're going to be dealing with. We've talked a lot about the heat's depth and how that will help them get through it. How do you guys think, I'll start with you on this, Greg. How do you think that the Heat will handle the Jimmy Butler minutes and uh, per game and also the Jimmy Butler games this year? I think they're going to be really careful, actually. I think that Spolstra alluded to um, in, a, in a recent press conference, it may have been uh, yesterday or the day before, uh, you know, like being cognizant of the fact that there's a tight turnaround and that they're going to have to manage guys um, and get them rested because what really matters is who is completely a hundred percent come playoff time. And I think that being that they're on a short off season, being that this is going to be a weird season from a travel standpoint, you know, the condensed schedule, all the things that you just outlined, but here's the other thing about it is that this is also a year where very much like the bubble, it's kind of an unknown how much home court is going to really matter. Like, yeah, if, if the stands are full by June and July, yeah, this, the home court will matter, but it ain't trending in that direction, at least from my perspective. So at that point, I don't know that being four versus five or three versus six is going to have this huge uh, implication. So I think that there's going to be incentive for them to have everyone healthy. And that's where the depth comes in. As you mentioned, 
mentioned earlier. And I think that they're going to rely on, uh, you know, like when he's healthy, Jimmy's going to play. He's going to have the Jimmy games when he has it going, he's going to do his thing. But this is where having kind of this young core that has kind of came out of nowhere to some degree, it's going to benefit these, these veterans because those young legs are going to be able to run in the middle of February as they kind of march toward the playoffs. Alex, they were able to get his minutes down a little bit from previous seasons last year. I mean, Spolstra didn't play him into the 40s very much during the regular season, very sporadically, actually. And then, of course, he missed time a couple of different, you know, a couple of different personal situations. One had to do with the birth of his child. And then later in the year, there was another family issue where he missed some time and Heat fans freaked out because they really didn't know what was going on. And they wanted to pry into it. But ultimately, Jimmy came back, resumed his normal minutes, but he didn't log the type of games, type of minutes that he has previously, would you cut it more this year? Uh, I don't hate the idea, especially if they go deeper into the depth after the news that we heard today that the Heat are not going to have a G League team. So maybe, you know, part of that, maybe that factor factors into this conversation just a little bit. <laughs> maybe the Heat kind of being more willing to give some of these young guys more reps since there is no G League team. But no, I think the Jimmy thing, what you're talking about is a good idea as, you know, maybe limiting his minutes just a little bit more. And if there's some weeks where you're maybe playing more games in less time, maybe he sits one or like, I think there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of that. And I think Jimmy kind of does his own load management, load management while he's on the court that like he kind of does this thing. And we talked about it all season last year where like he doesn't really go all out as far as giving everything he has a, a, offensively and, and really trying to do everything himself, you know, he'll kind of, he, he, he picks his spots on the floor throughout the regular season. I think he's very good at that. And so I think we're going to see a, a little bit more of his uh, minutes being limited throughout time. But like Leif said, I think when he feels good, he's going to play. Like, I think he's down to play as much as he can. And I wouldn't be surprised if he misses games here or there. Adam, the new rule that was released today or was reported today by Chris Haynes, this rule about, you know, Nash, national TV games and teams are essentially there's going to be penalties assessed if if players uh, do not participate without the right kind of reason for that. I'll, I'll start here first. How do they enforce that? Uh, and second, my whole issue with this thing is that I thought that the reason what fans were always complaining about was that LeBron James would come into their town, right? Once, like he comes to Memphis, right? Once the entire season and he doesn't play. And this always seemed to seem to happen in Memphis for some reason for LeBron, <laughs> right? So he would come to Memphis one time and then he wouldn't play and the fans would get all irritated because they spent all this extra money in the secondary market on the tickets. But this year in most cities, there likely aren't even going to be any fans. So this is just a transparent, bow down to the TV partners, right? I mean, how did you feel about this? And should it affect the Heat have some national TV games this year? So we're to assume, I guess, that Jimmy has to play in all of them? Well, I, 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 I'm pretty sure you said, you tweeted that it was the Kawhi Paul George uh, rule. Uh, but I, I think it's more for the Lakers and, and the Heat, actually, because the NBA is understanding and they know how grueling it was for those two teams in general last year. And I, I think you might be a little mixed up. I think they're more lenient uh, on, on these players and they're giving more time off for these guys from playing in certain games like that. Am I reading that wrong or, or are we right? I, I don't know, Greg, how did you read it? Because the, the way I read it was that there's going to be actual punishment meted out here. Yeah, no, but I, I read it the way you did, Ethan, that there would be um, more punishment. But I, I kind of feel like it's a fake 
strong stance by the league because all you have to do is say like my ankle is tweaked and then like what are you going to do like yeah. how can how can you measure a guy's discomfort or pain um tolerance related to getting banged up the night before or something like that so ultimately i think that there's going to be creative ways that training staffs are going to be able to uh put in uh, a player on an injury report line by line. And, you know, there's not going to, I think what they're trying to avoid ultimately is the egregious Popovich, like sitting everybody, um, you know, on, on a TNT night or something like that, or like the open dialogue that took place surrounding teams like the Clippers. But uh, for, for a team like Miami, and then particularly a guy like Jimmy, who's known for playing as hard as he does, like, um, I don't see it necessarily being so applicable. I feel like it's a soft stance that the league really took. They're trying to say like, we don't want you to tank, but there's ways around it. They, this is more about the mega stars, let's say like the guys that really drive the branding of the league and having them in uniform. And we could even maybe narrow that down to Durant, LeBron and Steph or something. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's well, a short Zion, list. Yeah, right? It's a short there. list. It, it, isn't this a Zion rule in part since they decided to force the Pelicans down everybody's throats again yeah. this season? No, kind of. I mean, you're right. I mean, they just want those those faces of the league, which uh, soon Bam Adebayo will be considered one of those guys. But for right now, he yeah. uh, he maybe can get a couple nights off. Oh, actually, that's a good point. And let's do this before we go to break. We're talking about Jimmy a lot, and obviously that's because of an age issue. That's because of the Tibbs wear and everything. But Bam missed, what, one game in two years? before he missed time in the finals, should they look into, I mean, can they, even with, with their sort of lack of depth up front, I mean, they have more depth in the backcourt. Should they look to, to pace spam a little bit more this year than they did last year? Maybe towards the end, but uh, I, I don't know that you can put a, um, you can't put a ceiling on bam out of bio. Uh, I had to sneak that in there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, even from a playing time, Oh, okay. Okay. You know what? We yeah. need to address that. Okay. You've been using this no ceiling thing for him for a little while. Now he says it's what people call him inside. Well, yeah. The Cause the organization so is we... reading my tweets. That's okay. Listening to. Uh, okay. So let's get to this. No, no, no. We need to address this. Did this, <laughs> did, did it emanate from you or is this something you heard from inside the organization, which I know sometimes you do. And so then you brought it back out into the public space that you heard that people were saying about him. He has now, no th this legitimately was um, it's a playoff of a Lil Wayne mixtape that's called no ceilings. And essentially um, I just, I attributed it to him and I tweeted it and it took off. And that was in 2018, I think. Um, and so I think that it's just a, it's a product of, uh, getting lots of engagement on those tweets. Let's just say that. But no, I didn't hear it from the org, but I think that like now the org embraces that because it's it's perfectly applicable. I think that should have been a t-shirt and I think we should have been selling it at fivereasonsports.com. Just, well, I don't know if we could use the, the full name there. All right, we're going to go to break here. Uh, first, a word from Safe Cubbies. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. We got two more things to get to here today um the first is i'm gonna let adam introduce this and then we're gonna get we'll get back to our episode here in a second the first one to tell you about one of our most important sponsors we've talked about them a lot but now they've got new offerings and as you know covid19 is not gone so you've got to make your environment whether it's your school you want to tell your administrator whether it might be your business, maybe you are the boss, maybe you want to tell the boss, or whether it's a residence, you want to make the place safe. So you got to check out safecubbies.com. 
sneezeguards.com. They've got custom sneeze guards and shields, and also they stock sneeze guards and shields. They do office partitions. Again, they work with restaurants, businesses, schools, and more. They do floor decals for the social distancing. They do the PPE and COVID signage. They also can put in the touch-free sanitizer stands with or without the branding, and they do branded face masks as well. And Safe Cubbies will come out and perform a safe sur- a site survey to provide a free estimate for you. And of course, they will do the installation. So reach out to them, mention five reasons. We've had many, many people who followed us. They've gone to them. They've been very, very satisfied. So check out safecubbies.com for all of your safety needs during the pandemic. So we've been building out our YouTube channel. If you're not familiar, we're up to about 9,200 subscribers there. Obviously, we've got the streaming shows. Our Dolphin streaming show did over 6,000 views on Sunday. So having two a play certainly helps. You should check that out on Sunday, our yard prep show, and, and also our streaming show during the game and after the game. And then, of course, Sixth Ring for the Canes. So just go to Five Reasons YouTube, and you'll find it. But, Adam, you're going to be introducing there's uh, something there coming up next Tuesday, yep, right? That's right. Uh, so I'm starting something called the Clutch Corner. Uh, and I'm really excited to expand this role. And, and thankfully, it wasn't that hard to come up with the name. So uh, basically, it's an extension of Five on the Floor. It'll be a short insider show that's once a week. Uh, we haven't figured out an exact time, but we know the date. So it'll be on Tuesday nights. And the first episode will come on Tuesday. So we're going to dive into all sorts of topics uh, around the NBA and basically all the spicy rumors that I know all Heat fans want to hear. Yeah, and, and again, likely going to be probably sometime around 8 o'clock on Tuesday. We'll, we'll figure out the exact time. We try to cross-purpose things here without cannibalizing ourselves. So at some point, we will start to put snippets from that here on 5 on the Floor as we build out 5 on the Floor into the season. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The way we're kind of shaping five on the floor going into this year um, we will be credentialed with the Miami Heat again. I'm just waiting on official word on sort of how that's going to work because obviously we've got the COVID situation. Alex and I are planning to go to the games, maybe together at times if we can get two credentials. The Dolphins shrunk their credential list down this year, so we've been sending one to the games. So I'm not exactly sure what the Heat's going to do, but I'm waiting on that. But obviously Alex and I uh, will be at the games as we were last year and so we're kind of view ourselves as an insider entity on the Miami Heat we will be uh, around as much as we can be Um, I'm still expecting it to be zoom calls this year even if we're in the same building but those will be on our YouTube channel but obviously we'll try to get you as much insight as we possibly can and that's why uh, we've been happy to add Adam here to the team all right so let's get to the big topic in the NBA Adam you were out front on this stuff the hardened stuff uh about kind of what his preferences were in terms of where he wanted to go. If things broke down with the Rockets, I was then told and reported it here that basically the only way that James Harden was going to get his way out of Houston was if he out Jimmy Jimmy for what Jimmy did in Minnesota. It appears that Harden is out Jimmying Jimmy. Um, He's basically hanging out at strip clubs during COVID. It appears spending a whole lot of money, not reporting to camp for his new coach, Steven Silas 
what is going on with James Harden? And the I'm you know the second question I'm going to ask because this is a heat pod, but what's going on with James Harden? I think the way to get a player, a star player, to get traded is to get the team's fans turned against you. And I think that's exactly what James Harden is doing with Rockets fans. And I think eventually it's going to work in his favor. And the thing that James Harden is really good at is doing something and not getting the heat for it that he should, right? We've talked the last few years about how he's basically run down, run out every single superstar that's come to town. And somehow he has gotten away from all the heat from doing so. So I think this is the first time where people are realizing that it might be James Harden who's keeping the Rockets from actually doing something pretty important. And should the Heat actually make this trade? What I'll answer to that, my answer to that is basically, we'll know in two weeks, right? And that's when Giannis will be able to sign his extension or that's the deadline for Giannis to sign his extension. And I think if Giannis signs on the dotted line, I think it's a pretty real chance that we'll see some heat James Harden rumors really start to pop up. But if Giannis doesn't sign, it'll be tough to imagine a world where, where they actually go for it. All right, let, let's get to it, Alex. Uh, this James Harden thing, you mentioned Giannis and that was going to be my next place. I'm going to go because we have to discuss that um, because some things are supposed to have happened that have not happened now. And I think we started to take him for granted here on the podcast, uh, Alex, I mean, if you're the Houston Rockets right now, do you, do you ship him out or do you keep him there? Honestly, it's, uh, it's kind of a tough question. It seems like traditionally you would think that the Rockets have all the leverage here since he's uh, Harden is still signed there long-term, right? Like I don't think his contract is going to be up within the next year or two. And so obviously we've seen an NBA thing shift where like guys will start asking out a year ahead you saw Kyrie get out to uh, get out of his contract two years ahead. I think Anthony Davis. No, no, I'm sorry. I have that wrong. But in general, I think that's kind of where it gets tough. I think Harden is, though, one of those guys where, you know, he's one of those faces of the league where maybe he could just create the leverage himself. And I think that's kind of what Adam's saying there. He's creating the leverage by making this a public thing, by making this a front facing thing and kind of putting the pressure on the Rockets to not look like clowns and kind of do something about it. Where, like, meanwhile, you guys his teammates are in training camp <laughs> preparing yeah. for like preseason games and the whole offense runs around him. Like the whole game plan is around him. So like, it's like, how do they practice? Do they just have everybody standing in spot ups. Like when like the, the trainers are giving out passes, like I don't even, <laughs> this whole thing is a mess. So I, I think the best idea is just for them to try to get as much value as they could. I just don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon because how much money and, you know, he makes the he makes the franchise and he's keeping them relevant single handedly. Well, Sorry, and, go ahead, Greg. No, I'm, I was just going to say, Alex mentioned the word pressure. And I, Zach Lowe said today that he heard from three or four people out of the blue who don't work for the Rockets, but they work for the other 29 teams saying that the league has to step in and do something about this, that it's not OK. I don't know what that would entail, but all of this feels like there's going to be a chance that James Harden is going to be available at a discount of some sort. I don't know what that exactly will look like. And it looks like, I don't know that they're going to be able to wait two weeks. That's the other part of this, that uh, as this stuff accelerates and gets louder and gets, you know, messier, I, I don't know that they can necessarily wait. So the, it'll be interesting to see what comes next. But Greg, 
in two weeks, a whole new market for James Harden opens up potentially. And I think the Rockets would be better served to wait for that, wait for the Giannis domino to fall. And then potentially, if he does sign that extension, you have three or four more bidders for James Harden. So I think it'd be better for them to wait. Yeah, no, you could be right. I mean, it's just a, a matter of if, if their hand gets forced, if there's, you know, a deal to be made. All right, so so let's get to the next part of this because I, I do want to get into, you know, again, what the Heat would potentially give up for Harden, a conversation that I know we've had before, but we should reprise it. But another conversation we've had before is Giannis. And I think, you know, it was about a week ago or a little bit more than that that we did a podcast basically giving up on the whole Giannis stream because Jackie McMullen, someone who I greatly respect, who typically has good information, but is not an information person. She is mostly, I mean, she's a columnist. She's a biographer. She has been in the game for a very long time. She's excellent at what she does, but she's not someone who typically breaks a lot of news outside of the Celtics. She does break some news with the Celtics. She obviously has been based up in Boston, worked at the Globe for a long time before she went to ESPN. But she essentially reported that she was hearing that Giannis was going to sign the Supermax. And then there were other reports out of those in the Wisconsin area, roughly the same thing. And then you had this thing come out where Chris Middleton is basically saying that he's buying Giannis a pen so that he can go sign. So it certainly didn't seem like a given. And here's my question. I'll go to you first on this, Adam. If Giannis is going to sign the Supermax, he knows where it is. He knows how much it is, right? Nothing is changing between now and two weeks from now. Why has he not signed the damn thing yet? Well, I'll say this. From what I heard about a week ago from someone close to the Bucks, is that they were confident that he was going to sign, but they didn't actually know if he was going to sign. Like they didn't have any hints saying, suggesting that he was actually going to sign. And the thing about his teammates giving him pens. I still think that's kind of them convincing Giannis to try to stay. Like that wasn't a, a foregone conclusion that he was actually staying. So I think it's still very much in the air and that he hasn't really decided unless he's waiting till the last minute to make this decision. Cause it's a big decision for him. You know, he's, he's basically deciding where he wants to spend the rest of his prime. And I, I mean, you, you can't blame him for wanting to wait as long as possible before making that decision. I, I don't think he's signing it. Yeah, right. I mean, that Adam, I, I understand I can't blame him, but he's got the whole damn city of Milwaukee, right? And the whole NBA on hold. He's not that kind of person. I mean, from everything we know of him, it's been sitting there. The numbers have not changed. Milwaukee cannot do anything between now and the start of the season to change the complexion of their roster. It's already done. They, yeah. they spent the money. They got Drew. They didn't get Bogdanovich. Then they added a bunch of pieces who I know Alex likes, and we've talked about them, some of the, the bench pieces that don't get as much converse, you know, much talked about. But they've it's done. Like This is the team. Like the, This team is coming down here to play against the Heat twice in the first two weeks of the season. I'm, I mean, he's not a tease. Like, right. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I've talked about it. I think it's in his best interest not to sign it, just to hold that pressure and that, that just have that hold over the Bucks front office. And I talked about it before Kevin Durant tore his Achilles and he got a max contract. So if something happened to Giannis, a catastrophic injury, he knows that that max is still going to be there regardless. So it's not an insurance policy. So I think it'd be better for him not to sign it but he's a loyal guy and we know he's loyal. So that could drive him into signing it just because he, he wants to be there. 
Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, Alex, at this point, I mean, should we reprise this conversation? We, we talked about holding off for Giannis and then all kind of agreed, well, you can't hold off for Giannis because Giannis is signing the Supermax. But if he doesn't sign it in two weeks, if it becomes a prove-it year for this new core with Drew Holiday and I guess DJ Augustine and some of the other pieces that they added, like, are, are, are I mean... If Giannis doesn't sign it, do you even make a play for James Harden? You just wait. If he doesn't sign it, I, I think it's really hard to make a play for James Harden. I think it's really hard to do it if, you know, after all this time and all the stuff about how loyal he is and them wanting to upgrade, they did upgrade, right? Obviously, I, I think we all agree that they could have done more and that they didn't necessarily solve their problems. They upgraded. It, like you guys said, he knows everything that, about Milwaukee. He knows about what they have to offer, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I It doesn't seem like he's going to sign it. Maybe Adam's right that he's just waiting till the last second because it's an important decision. But to the point of waiting last second, maybe that's why he doesn't sign it because he wants to give the Bucks an actual year of seeing how this team plays out that he's kind of locked into now before actually signing it. And I think that's kind of what makes the most sense. And, you know, everything you guys said too, that I, I do think he'll still get 100% of the same money if something were to, uh, were to happen to him from now until next offseason. So I, it does kind of stand to reason that he's just going to hold off until the offseason and see what this team looks like. And I think as a result of that, maybe Miami doesn't go that hard for Harden. And I didn't do that on purpose. But um, <laughs> but, but that's kind of where I am right now. But I mean, uh, is it, this is going to be fascinating, though, because if Giannis doesn't sign and Harden has – um, so much noise surrounding him and the league is watching how Houston treats a star player on his way out because obviously everyone's keeping receipts on that. Um, it'll be interesting to see Riley navigate this situation because the Riley move is to go all in for one of those two guys um, and, and kind of consolidate your assets and have three stars and go all in for a, a superstar now. And Hero is that blue chip young talent that gets you in the conversation for any of these guys. I think that that's the jumping off point. So it'll, it's going to be super interesting to see how Riley navigates that landscape. Yeah, and I, and one more thing to add to that, Greg, if you don't hear a single peep out of Miami in regards to James Harden, you know, a top three player in the NBA, that means they know something that no one else knows about Giannis. Mm -hmm. But haven't they known it? Like, I feel like they've known it. And then we all changed course because of this conversation. Again, Jackie McMullen and a couple sources out of Wisconsin but no Mark Stein, no Woj. I mean, again, I, I, sources can come from anywhere. I've always say that, but no Shams. I mean, there's been none of the others have said Giannis is signing this thing. Like it was Jackie and Jackie's great. Jackie's been on before this was five on the floor when it was a five reasons pod. She's tremendous, but it was a little weird that it, it emanated out of somebody who typically reports news on the Celtics. Like the Celtics are not in play for Giannis. So I think we might have just like we might have jumped the gun before and we spent an entire podcast apologizing for that. Like, I feel like we might have jumped the gun again. Like, maybe he's not leaving. And here's the thing. And final thing on this. OK. And I know I know I used to say that all the time, like Alex used to say at the end of the day before we coached him out of it. I don't think you've said it one time this entire that's podcast. two in a row. Um, that's two in a row. Well, you were going to get through it. You'll do it now uh, <laughs> for sure. But but here, here's the thing about it. He should make this approve it year. He should like he should make the Bucks prove it to him right before he's going to commit long term. And that's one of the reasons why I thought if you were him, why not sign a one and one like we haven't talked about that. But 
and it, and if you sign a one and one, which is something that LeBron has done many times throughout the years before he signed the big deal with the Lakers, and then again has decided to just go out until whenever it is that his son can become available for the draft. If he signs a one and one, if you're the Heat, do you wait again? Like if he extends for one year beyond that, do we push this thing back into 22? Greg, Greg, you're shaking your head because I can see a. You don't, right? Well, it all depends on the development of the young guys. I feel like if everybody continues to take leaps, maybe you you have the the luxury of of kind of playing it safe and being patient. But uh, I would expect them to kind of start exploring other avenues. I think Bradley Beal is going to obviously start to get that's going to get louder as the time goes on when he only has one year left before he can you know uh, you know exercise a player option. Um, so I, I I don't know I, I I don't see them necessarily waiting around around um but if they do or if they're awarded the ability to wait and kind of see how that plays out that means that you're getting leaps from your young guys in ways that uh is allowing for you to be patient and that's a good thing it's a good problem to have all right fi- final thing here you know what I, we're keeping you around for another couple of minutes okay I, I got one more question to ask you it's related to Harden. Now, this is the kind of see we were talking about how clutch corner would be 15 minutes and I, there's i know there's absolutely no chance of that do you need a realtor who will treat you as a valued client and not just another commission let me recommend you consult eric brown at five reasons realtor.com the official realtor of the five reasons sports network eric is a real estate professional with several years of experience representing celebrities executives and professional athletes as well as first-time home buyers with the wharton school business education he's uniquely qualified at identifying property value negotiating on your behalf and providing an unmatched level of service if you're considering selling or buying a home in south florida or just want to know what your property is worth in this strong real estate market contact eric at 305 305- Nine six seven nine zero eight nine. That's three zero five nine six seven nine zero eight nine. Or go to fivereasonsrealtor.com. If he can't help you, he'll recommend someone who can. How about that? Find out what a specialized professional business approach can do for you today. Again, that's Eric Brown. This is the easiest website to find. Spell it out: fivereasonsrealtor.com. The official realtor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right. Last question. I know we addressed this on a previous stream. I'll go to all of you guys for this, your own answers on this. The behavior that James Harden has been exhibiting. I know we talked about this with Jimmy Butler and there was some question about whether he could conform, but Jimmy has proven he is all about winning. Does the way that James Harden is acting to get his way out of Houston discourage you in any way from making a trade for him? Alex. A little bit. I can't lie. Uh, It's kind of an ugly look. And you know me, I've been kind of all in on, on on that idea. And and not that, you know, I would just kind of do whatever to get him. But I just think that's the type of guy that you definitely trade for. I think the fit stuff has been overblown. But outside of the basketball stuff, I definitely think it's an ugly look. And not necessarily the whole aspect of him trying to make a stink to get out of Houston, because I absolutely understand why he would do that. Uh, more so than that, it's just kind of the way that he's going about it, where it's just like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't really care about COVID. I'm just going to be out here in the strip clubs and kind of be, you know, like he knows he's going to get snapped and, and he's he's going to be on Instagram and Snapchat and people are going to, okay, look, Harden's in the club and yes, he could do whatever he wants with his money. It's his life. And so I'm not going to be down on him for that, but it's just not a great look, man. Like you're one of the biggest superstars in the league and you know, like there's not, there are no masks being worn in those videos, man. <laughs> I just don't love that, that look. And other than that, like, I don't really care about the stink that he's making up over there. I think that's kind of a, a, a shit show. Everything's obviously, it, it's a sinking ship going on in Houston. It's just a matter of when. But uh, 
really so the pandemic the, the stuff, stuff bothers stuff. me more. It's the COVID violations that bother you. It's not. I mean, stuff, I, it's not great either. But I think I, I, the COVID stuff bothers me more. Okay, that's fair. I mean. When he wore a mask, he pissed people off with the mask he wore, if you remember. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? If you remember that during the bubble. Uh, I mean, Greg, does it bother you? Um, the, the efficiency stuff in playoff games bothers me more. If I had to, like, point to something to be bothered at. But ultimately, I would say this. Uh, they've traded for disgruntled players in the past, and we, we don't need to outline all those. But there were stuff that happened behind the scenes with Alonzo Mourning in Charlotte. Uh, that Wavy was under underreported. There was stuff that happened in LA with Shaquille that uh, maybe was underreported. So I, I have no doubt that they can repair that kind of stuff. And this is where I land on this. And this is the coolest thing about following the Miami Heat at this juncture of the organization's uh, timeline. If they do make a trade for James Harden, that means that Eric Spolstra, Bam Adebayo, and Jimmy Butler all signed off on it. And you know what? If they sign off on it, I sign off on it. And that's yeah. it. Adam, you've been pretty strong on this. You want him, right? I don't care what he does. I'm trading everything <laughs> that they have to get James Harden on this roster. Everything. <laughs> well, I'm making but Jimmy and Bam, right? Okay. Yeah, so everything but Jimmy and Bam. I'm making a deal with the Thunder to unlock those other two picks, and I'm sending those over to Houston as well. And you try and you hold on to Duncan Robinson to dear life. But if that's the deal breaker, you do it and you don't even check with the other guys. You just do it. He doesn't want to be there. He, you know, he's, he already said, I don't want to be in Houston. Why are you going to force him to go to the training camp and just have an awkward, you know, altercation potentially but Adam, with they his gave teammates? Him everything, but Adam, this is what I don't understand. They catered to him in every conceivable way. D'Antoni changed his entire coaching style for him. Morey tried to build around him. They tried Dwight Howard. They tried Chris Paul. They even brought back but, Russell Westbrook, who he played with before. Is this guy ever going? I mean, this is not, it's not the been, same as Jimmy, who's been playing with a bunch of dogs, okay, who didn't play up to his level or, or pl- work as hard as him. This is different. Russ is the worker, not Harden. I mean, Russ has his right. Or am I wrong about Ethan, that? Ethan, you said they catered to him to anything he wanted. That's why players aren't good GMs. They're not hired to become general managers of teams while they're playing. There's too much of an emotional aspect to it. GMs are supposed to make the decisions for the teams, not the players. And that's why all those relationships were spoiled. They listened to what James Harden wanted and only James Harden and that's why they're worse off because of it. All right. All right. We don't agree on this, but that's good. That's why you come to us. All right. So check out uh, check out Adam's new show, Clutch Corner. Again, it's going to debut on the YouTube channel next Tuesday. We'll bring pieces of it on here. Adam's going to be appearing on five on the floor more going forward as well. Check out Brady, uh, Brady Hawk 305 and Tropical Blanket for the Zoom calls. There's more Zoom calls tomorrow with players from the Miami Heat as well as Eric Spolstra. And we're coming up on a preseason game soon. And obviously the season opens in Orlando on the 23rd. Check out our sponsors, prizepicks.com, also fivereasonsrealtor.com, and also safecubbies.com. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.